Listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio AM820 brings you Raising Saints, an AM820 production designed for parents who desire to raise the saints in their life. And now, Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt. Hello and welcome to Raising Saints, the show for Catholic parents. I'm your host, Katie Wyatt, and you're listening to AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. Here on Raising Saints, we talk to teenagers about the topics that matter most, and we invite you, parents, to listen in on our conversations. And we hope and pray that in joining us, you'll gain wisdom, insight, courage, whatever you need to have these conversations with your own Catholic teenagers. So we are in the midst of a series on the Beatitudes. Today we're covering the third Beatitude, which is, Blessed are the meek, they shall inherit the earth. And with us today, we have three very meek Catholic teenagers. (laughs) Why don't you tell us your name and where you go to school? My name is Kaylee, and I go to Bishop Watterson. My name is Kristen, and I also go to Bishop Watterson. And I'm Caitlin, and I also go to Bishop Watterson. (laughs) So Watterson is representing today on Raising Saints. Hooray. Um, So we kind of laughed when I said that these girls are meek. Because they're not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm practicing. (laughs) But yet they are. Ah, and herein (laughs) we get to the discussion about the paradox of the Beatitudes. We've been talking about um, the uh, paragraph 1717 of our catechism, which, which states that the Beatitudes are the paradoxical promises that sustain hope in the midst of tribulations. And um, we really have been focusing on how paradoxical the Beatitudes are because they seem to contradict what we think we know. And then when we reflect more deeply on them, we realize, actually, Jesus is the one who knows what he's talking about, and we do not. (laughs) So, (laughs) surprise, surprise. So anyway, um, I think that this Beatitude is on the surface very paradoxical because we live in a world where people think inheriting the earth means conquering the world, right? (laughs) Like owning the earth, so to speak. So so they use power and oppression and enslavement to inherit the earth. And meanwhile, people who are meek and humble usually don't even have the desire to inherit the earth. So right off the right off the bat, we're looking at the paradox of this beatitude. Um, But before we go any further, I think we ought to define meekness. So I wondered how the three of you might do that. (laughs) kind of being strong and uh, humble about your your decisions and actions how you portray yourself I would agree with that I don't know would anybody add to that (laughs) (laughs) yeah I mean I completely agree with Caitlin I think that it's a lot in how you represent yourself and um, you know just picking and choosing um the way that you're going to present yourself um, to others. So, you know, maybe it would be easier to talk about what we typically think of when we hear the word meek. Let's start there. Let's start there. I personally think of the word weak when I hear meek. Yeah, <laughs> kind of right. conveniently rhyme. Right. Yeah. 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 I think of weak or like small and just um, lesser. That's, yeah. That's what I was thinking. I was like, I was thinking the rhyme in my head. I was like, meek, weak. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. I don't know if that's, I don't know if it's because it rhymes with weak that we think that, but that is, okay, but, okay, let me throw this at you. Gospel of Matthew, Matthew eleven twenty nine. Jesus says, 
Take my yoke upon you and learn from me, for I am meek and humble of heart, and you will find rest for yourself. So clearly meek does not mean what we think it means (laughs) because Jesus was not weak or wimpy or, you know, timid or any of those things. Um, So in that light, right, if we think of Jesus as meek, especially in regard to this passage, take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am meek and humble of heart and you will find rest. If we look at it in that terms, what is meek? Suddenly, meek for me has a, a new meaning. I don't know. Does it for you as well? Yeah, definitely. It, Caitlin, you said strength. Yeah. In your initial definition, I would agree with that. Mm-hmm. I don't know. What else? What is Jesus? What's he talking about? How is Jesus meek? I feel like in Jesus's definition of meek, it's more also not just how you present yourself, but like how you feel. Um, how you feel to others' reactions and like not caring as much about when or where, like how many people are there when you're doing a certain thing, like when you're doing what's right, but more of just always doing what's right and not caring what the reaction will be or who sees it happen. Yeah, unless it's a unless it's the reaction you want, right? Yeah. Like, <laughs> like I'm changing lives with my actions. Yeah. No, I would agree with that. The other thing about this this um, verse is Jesus says, I'm meek and humble of heart. And I I don't know when I, I remember thinking, I used to think that's contradictory. <laughs> like if you're humble, you don't tell people you're humble. <laughs> you know, <Yeah. laughs> I feel like humility is a word like meekness that maybe we don't fully understand what it means. Because when we hear Christ make those claims about himself, we have to step back and say, okay, well, wait a minute, maybe I don't understand meekness and maybe I don't understand humility. So, I mean, I know I'm just kind of putting you on the spot, throwing that verse at you, but what do you think he's actually saying? I am meek and humble of heart, right? If we know what he's not saying is I am weak and I don't brag about myself. (laughs) What is he saying instead? It, first of all, is it contradictory? Like, is Jesus contradicting himself? Like, I'm humble, but I'm telling everyone. I don't think Jesus can be contradictory. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, he if it was God. Like, yeah, if it was like one of us and we were like, oh, yeah, I'm humble. Look at all the things that I do. I mean, that kind of be a little bit contradictory. But since Jesus is just showing us that he is taking the burden for, from us and saying that um, I'm showing you that I'm humble and I'm doing this for you then it's kind of a different perspective. Yeah, I would agree. I think there's like, I don't know, like in describing that, I think there's like a thin line or like maybe not so thin of like humble and then like bragging. Because like, you know, being humble like is like doing stuff all behind like the scenes and not expecting anything. And then, you know, bragging is just like, or like bragging about how humble you are. I don't know if that makes any sense. No, no, that's that. my point. Yeah, that's exactly yeah. what I'm saying. Like, uh, uh, it took me a while to get my head around. Oh, wait, Jesus, you can't tell people you're humble. <laughs> I mean, would you ever tell anybody, I'm so humble? <laughs> you know, just being humble over here. Yeah. <laughs> Don't mind me. I'm just totally humble. Yeah. Well, look at all the things that I've done. <laughs> but I, I mean, in this case, Jesus is reminding us. I think his birth, I think he's, I mean, I know he's referring to. There's no burden he won't 
bear for us. His meekness and his humility means that he doesn't put himself first. You know, we look at Christ crucified. That's humility. You know, that that's that's the that's meekness. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can't be meek and endure the pain of crucifixion. You know, like it, I think it has to do with putting the concerns of others before your own concerns and sacrificing for others and, and being bold in your willingness um, to do that and to, like Kristen and Caitlin were saying, stand up for what you know is right and, and despite the potential consequences. And I also think that Jesus had to have told us that these things are, he's being a humble and a meek person because it's like now we have an example of what the perfect um, person who is meek and humble is like, because if we didn't have that example, then how would we know how to be that? Right. Right. Otherwise, we're just going to be confused about what that means. Yeah. Do you see do you see this holy meekness and this humility, this like selfless or sacrificial humility? Do you see that manifested in your peers? Either specifically, like in specific individuals or generally as a as a generation? Is that a is that a thing? Like putting the needs of others ahead of our own needs. I think I don't, I mean, a lot of times you don't really see it in society generally, but I mean, a lot of the people that I associate with myself with, like a lot of my friends and like my friends at youth group and the role models that I have in my life, they definitely do exemplify that. So I think it's kind of. (laughs) Are they kind of breaking out of a cultural norm or are they the cultural norm? (laughs) I think. I mean, I think society portrays it to be breaking a social norm, which is kind of sad because we should want to live our lives like that and should want to live like Christ. But I think a lot of what the media portrays is a lot different than how they act. So, Do you, The people you know who you would consider meek and humble, like what sets them apart from other people? How do you recognize those qualities in people? Well, for me, I just see by their actions because, I mean, for me... Like, what are their actions? Well, I know a lot of, like, the friends that I associate myself with, like, we will do a lot of service work, and I think I see it a lot through there, especially through, like, um, mission trips and, like, Gospel Road kind of things and um, Run the Race. It's really cool to see people just give themselves fully. Like I have one of my friends, um, Maureen, she goes down to run the race every single week and she does not like tell everyone like, oh, look at me look what I'm doing for all these kids. But she, if you go and I've been with her um, when she's there and she just puts everything into it and like what she has and she just truly like, truly cares about what she's doing and she just puts everything into it. And I just think it's really important to have that um, enthusiasm about it and just show people what is supposed to be done without like telling everyone what you're doing. So, and she's not sense. doing it to get a, a form signed or to yeah, get a yeah. service requirement or to, mm-hmm. yeah. Cause you see those people who just go and they're like, so my service hour form, like, can you sign <laughs> <it>? <laughs> like, but I don't know. I just think that's really admirable of her to have so much enthusiasm for kids that don't even have anything. So it's really cool. <laughs> Yeah. And I would just add, I also like personally, I also look for um, perseverance and like dedication. 
because I feel like it takes a lot of perseverance to constantly put other people um, in front of yourself and above your own needs. And um, I think perseverance and dedication is a huge part of that. They're not so much doing like random acts of kindness as they are just making it a consistent and daily part of their life. Like a way of life. Yeah. 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 I was thinking when you said like generation, like I feel like our generation as like teens, we're like learning this, but like as you guys for parents, like you've put like your own needs in like behind so you can take care of your kids. Like that's what I like think about that. I like thought about that. That's interesting because um, like as a parent, that's you don't think about that. Like you just do that. That's necessary. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think like you're talking about with Maureen going to run the race every week, it's kind of the same mindset. Like she probably just doesn't think about it. She just does it. It's it's who she is. I think that's what humility is. It's just who you are. Um, but I want to I, I want to talk in a second about whether or not you can practice that. Like if that's not who you are, can you can you work on it? But first, but first, let me ask you this. Um, okay, we've all heard the expression "nice guys finish last." Have you heard that? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Would you? I mean, I feel like Jesus is telling us the exact opposite of that, right? Again, the paradox of the Beatitudes. He's saying the meek will inherit the earth. So nice guys will finish first is what Jesus is saying. Um, so are there are there situations or instances for teenagers in particular in which we get that or you get that nice guys finish last mentality and your, and your actions are kind of governed by that. You can't be the nice guy because you don't want to finish last. A big one that I was thinking of was like cheating. I don't know if that, if that, I mean, I guess it sort of fits, but okay. I don't want to finish last. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and good kids don't cheat, but good kids also don't <laughs> score 100% on their exam or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't, I don't know if there were any other um, situations like that that might pop to your head. Like, I, in your heart, you know I should do the right thing, but because I don't want to finish last, I'm not going to do the right thing. Another one I thought of was, like, maybe gossip. Like, I know I shouldn't be talking about this person, but I don't want to become the target of gossip. Yeah, I think it's really easy just to, yeah. I mean, if you're in a situation where everyone's just kind of like making fun of someone or gossiping about stuff and it's just easier to kind of like sit back and just listen to it or just um, like go along with it and be like, oh, yeah, I know, rather than stand up for them. And if you're that nice person and stick up for them and stand up to everyone and it's just like oh like what are you doing you're gonna you know? finish last yeah exactly yeah, like, you're, you're gonna nice end up guy. Ma- getting made fun of or you're gonna end up being being the one who's everyone look, looks at and be like what are you talking about you know kind of <laughs> yeah yeah no back to the cheating thing made me think back to the one story i always tell on here about the one time that happened last year when it like the one kid in my class decided to like take pictures of a test and like I thought, and, like, a lot of the kids in the class decided to, like, sit back and not do anything about it. But then it made me think, like, I, like, thought about, like, sitting back and, like, being, like, well, I don't want to say anything because I don't want to be that one kid. But at the same time, I was, like, well, if I study and I do bad, but he has the answers, like, and it's just, I guess, like, in that mentality, like, if I, I'm, like, 
can like not say anything and be like, well, I'll like get the grade I get. But like, what if he gets a better grade than I do? Then like, yeah. Do you guys feel like you always have that struggle? Like doing the right thing versus doing doing the right thing and being alienated versus just doing what everybody else is doing. Is that kind of an underlying struggle in your lives? I kind of think that's it. It's, it's always like a internal battle that everyone has or a lot of people. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. I guess like same along lines for like, I know, drinking at parties does that apply to that yeah that's exactly what i'm talking about like those situations where nice guys finish last yeah i also have a friend that um she's really talented and she's always wanted to join like one of the plays and like do theater and everything get involved with that but she's always been like oh i don't like i know that i really want to do this but i don't want to like get made fun of or be like a theater kid or something that even though that's not a bad thing at all and i just think that it's kind of stupid that or not like stupid but i think it's kind of silly that someone would just restrain from what they really truly want to do because they are like thinking about what other people are going to think of them that's the power of the cultural influence yeah i think though yeah and and that i guess that's what i was asking if you guys sort of always have this underlying worry like i really just want to fit in <laughs> like, so everything else i do has to be sort of geared toward that and it's probably different in your different like at church it's probably not an issue in youth yeah. group yeah whereas in school it's little bit different (laughs) or like another thing is singing at mass it bothers me when when we have school masses and we go to a catholic oh my gosh just bothers me so much i love singing i love singing and i'm not any good at it but i just i sing like during the um like masses and i get like weird looks from kids sitting around me and i'm just like i'm sorry but (laughs) nobody will sing and i'm like you get like weird looks if you sing at mass in a catholic school yeah kristen and i are on our worship band for that and Mm -hmm. i like look around and you see like nobody singing like (laughs) some like same with the teachers like none of the some of the teachers don't even sing and that's shameful and it's just like (laughs) i'm like you're supposed to be like you're leaders people look up to you if you say maybe other kids around you will sing and so that always bothers me i'm like i don't know why nobody sings you know what though i think teachers have the same struggle that you guys have you know I speak as an adult who works with teenagers like, okay, I can't be a total loser or I have nothing to share with these kids. Like (laughs) they do not relate to me at all, you know? So teachers are in this sort of the same dilemma. Okay. I have to be the adult they're, you know, the responsible person. I have to set the good example, but I also have to be relatable to teenagers. So I guess I just won't sing at mass. (laughs) I guess I won't sing at the school mass. (laughs) Anyway, if you're just joining us, you're listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt. We're here today with... (laughs) This is so funny. We're here with Kaylee, Kristen... And Caitlin. And she's and Katie. And I'm Katie. Yes. <laughs> um, but we're talking about the third beatitude. Uh, Blessed are the meek, for they shall inherit the earth. So going back to my question, can we practice meekness, do you think? I think you almost have to practice it and work on it and try to improve in every way that you can. How do you do that? <laughs> this like, Keeping an open mind when you go into everything, like, 
I guess like service like we were talking about earlier, not just being there just to get the service hours. But like if you keep like an open mind, because like in a sophomore year at our school, we have a service project and like a lot like most like the one number one rule my teacher always said was just like go into everything. I told everybody go into everything with like an open mind because you I mean you don't know how it's going to be. And like I think what well, a good like half of the kids who go in there like to their service sites go back because they kept an open mind Mm -hmm. and realized it wasn't as bad as they thought it was going to be and they loved it i mean that's what happened to me (laughs) yeah which is why we always have service requirements by the way (laughs) (laughs) parents if you're upset that your kid has a service requirement for confirmation or for school or whatever that that's really what the goal is is to try to form our hearts for service so that it does become something we want to do. It's a great way to practice meekness. It's a great way to practice humility. So uh, parents, you're welcome on that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, have you ever felt that God was giving you an opportunity to learn humility or meekness? Like putting you in a situation where he was challenging you to be humble? Uh, well, I did one um, thing called... I don't know if anyone's ever heard of Camp Akita, but it's like the, quote, lifeguard program, and it stands for Last is First Eternal. And um, I just thought it was a really cool program because it's like the service. You do all the service work for the camp. So it's like you cook the meals, you serve the meals, you clean up from the meals, and then you do like service projects throughout the day, and you set up for all their activities. But the cool thing is it's completely behind the scenes. So the campers have no idea what you guys do during the day, and you literally are working all day doing like service for them and cleaning and setting up everything. And it's just kind of like sometimes it was like kind of frustrating because I'm like, hey, like I'm doing all this work and no one's like recognizing it. But at the end of it, um, I realized that it was actually a really humbling thing because, I mean, you do do a lot of work for the camp and for the campers and you don't get recognized. And it's just the act of doing it and being humble and not being noticed for your work. And it's just a really cool thing to do. Why was it okay in the end to not be recognized? Like, how did you how did you decide actually... Do you know what I mean? Like, what was it about the experience that made you decide, actually, I don't need to be recognized? It was just really neat to be, I don't know, it just like the people that you're with and the happiness and joy that you see that you bring into the campers' lives, because none of it would happen if we weren't there. So it's just like really cool to see the outcome and see how happy they were that they could have a good time. What about you, Kristen or Kaylee? Do you ever feel like you've been in a situation where God was like, uh, how about some humility? <laughs> I know for me, I had a situation this year. I love service. It's part of my life and I do it all the time. And there's a service award at school that I went out last year for it and I didn't get it. And so they encouraged you to like try it again. And so I did. And it was just, I didn't get it, but it was really frustrating to me because I do like all the service and like kind of like Caitlin was saying, I was kind of, I was like mad. I was like, I never get recognized for anything I do. But then I like thought about it and I prayed about it to God. And I was like, I really don't need to be recognized because you know, in your eyes that I'm doing this all because I love to do it. And I just don't want some award for it. That's a great example. (laughs) I always thought service awards were kind of funny in that regard. You know, not that, you know, not that our service should never be recognized or appreciated, but I mean, it's why are we doing service, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know for me, um, I feel like I need to be really humble sometimes when like I do something really well or like go beyond expectations. And 
as an example, like this year, I studied really, really hard for this calculus test and I got a really good grade on it. And I was really happy, but my friend didn't do as well on the calculus test. So I couldn't, I really had to practice humility and not like, you know, shout it from the rooftops that I finally got a really good grade in calculus. <laughs> and just like, you know, try like, to keep right. it a little, keep it lower. And I think that was really, um, really humbling. So that's another great example. <laughs> I, it happens to me every single day, every single day. I think, I think God is just constantly calling us to have more humility and to be more meek, you know, and, and, to decide, to figure out in our own lives, what does that mean for me? Like meekness for me might look different than it does for you and humility for me might look different. So it's really worth reflecting, prayerfully reflecting, Lord, am I meek and am I humble? And if not, did you did you guys see um, Bruce Almighty? Yeah. 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 <laughs> uh, there's a quote Morgan Freeman God says, um, if you pray for patience, does God give you patience or does God give you the opportunity to be patient? And I was like, dang it. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I know the oh. answer. <laughs> um, so I think it's the same with humility. If we pray for humility, look out because God will give us opportunities to be practice humility. <laughs> so, um, I found a really great quote from Dr. Mar- Marcelino D'Ambrosio. I can never say that name. It's too many vowels. But um, the humble are free to forget themselves because they are secure. They accept the fact that as creatures, they are small, vulnerable, and not ultimately in control. But they know there is a creator who is great, omnipotent, and totally in control. So I thought that was a great reflection for uh, what we are, what we will recognize when we embrace humility. So thank you all for being here. Let's close in a prayer together in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Lord Jesus, we love you and we praise you. Lord, we pray that we may be meek, that we may be humble of heart, that we may um, serve you, love you, honor you and glorify you in everything we do. In your name we pray, Jesus. Amen. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. You've been listening to Raising Saints on AM820, St. Gabriel Catholic Radio. I'm Katie Wyatt, and until next time, grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Bye now. Raising Saints is a production of listener-supported St. Gabriel Catholic Radio, AM820. Archives of Raising Saints with Katie Wyatt are available at stgabrielradio.com. Then-